guys. It's Walter. And Tiki. And this is True Ghost Stories by, by Real, Real People. People. So I'm tired of you always droning in on the end of my... You already uh, knew I was supposed to say that. So tonight, we're going to do more about the Shadow Man. I, that is a misconception. Top, you must say that. Man. Either Hat Man or Top Hat Man. Okay, Top Hat Man, Shadow Man... It ain't no shadow man. It is. When it's the shadow man, it's just a regular shadow person. The top hat man, you have to, he is distinct. You have to separate him from that. Oh, top hat man. Well, either way, we're talking about all of them. I wasn't talking about shadow people. I don't care for them. I've never seen them, and quite honestly, they don't move my soul. I think I've seen a shadow person when I said I lived in William Penn Village, and I said it was Jay. But actually, it was a man, black. Like a black man, just dark. He didn't have no hat on. He just was just standing in the corner, dark. Dark. <laughs> oh, my gosh, man. I remember that. I woke up, and I was just sat there. I was like, I see you standing over there. I wasn't even scared. That's crazy. It was a shadow person on that mischief night. Mm. The top hat man is something more. Well, we're going to break right into it. We're going to break right into it. So we got stories. Um, This one is saying the mirror man. Okay. Now, when I was younger, there was a man at the top of my stairs. I used to go to the bathroom every night between about 12 and 3, and he would always be there. He was a shadow on a mirror. <clears throat> Excuse me. I was only about 4 or 5, but other people saw him too. He even tried to push one of them down the stairs. Since moving into the house across the road, though, I haven't seen or heard from him. I can't go in my old house upstairs because there are very, there's a very unwelcoming and hostile feeling to it. I still can't work out who he is. I've always seen him in my friend's houses, and he just stands there looking at me. Although there's no face, just a shadow. So that's, I guess that's the way he came to him. That's see. That's not the top hat man. Listen, stop being anxious. This is you calling this man into the present. Stop. Doing that's the problem, much. and you trying to, you trying to dance around the situation with stories that are not directly involved no, about I'm the person I'm talking saying. about. Terrifying visits. If she ain't talking about the top As hat a man. Child of between eight and ten, I have regular, but always ter- don't do that. Always terrifying visits from what I always described as a tall shadow. Of a man in a cloak and a top hat. All black. Very tall. Once he was carrying a cane. And once a briefcase. He spoke to me one time in a loud booming voice. He would disappear through the wall at at will. And return the same way. They were experiences that I would recall to friends throughout my life. And I have always described him as the shadow man. He has not returned since. I worked up the courage to run past him and out my room. She better than me. That's how I know it's not the same thing. She broke. Now, I couldn't even break. You said we who could ever uh, run past them. She ran past them. You got more or can I? So, I was on, it's another one, um, unable to leave. I was only about 10 or 11 when I went to this house. It was daytime and the building was well lit. I looked into a few rooms and saw nothing out of the ordinary until I turned into a hallway. It was at the other end of the hall, looking at me. Although 
It had no eyes. The feeling was undeniable. The shadow person. And I watched each. I wa And we watched each other for some time. I don't think it was real. But then it started walking slowly toward me. I turned and ran. And looked over my, sh my shoulder. And it had traveled about 7 meters. In the split second I looked away. But when I had my eyes on it. It moved slowly. I got out of the house and looked at it again. It had stopped at the door, almost like it was unable to leave the house. It turned and walked back into the house. Let's see. These people are calling it exactly what I said. And they are wrong. <clears throat> As are you. Don't tell me. The hat man is a shadow person or demon, depending on your source. It has long been reported all over the world. The entity is usually described as a tall shadow man dressed in a black trench coat mm. and wearing a wide-brimmed hat. Is I that said. what you saw? That's what, I, that's what I saw. That's what I keep saying. Except I didn't see a wide-brimmed hat. I saw a top hat like Abe Lincoln. No, I seen like, yeah, like that. It so was if that's not who they're talking about, if, when you ever hear somebody talking about the shadow man, they're well, not talking what about what him. we're talking about. I was calling him the shadow man. It's the top hat man. Mm. Okay. okay. Well, excuse me. He is distinctively male. Mm. And witnesses say that he has no face or a shadowy blur face. He had no face. Yeah, I seen darkness. Most shadow I think, entities. I seen like red eyes. And you, they, mm. that comes sometimes. Most shadow entities are usually are usually seen for a moment or two before disappearing, but the top hat man seems to be different, often staying for a prolonged period of time, and sometimes even touches, chokes or assaults his victims. None of which he mm. did to me. Mm. Because I don't think... I think that's when I would be able to move. I don't want to see nothing like don't that. Don't touch me like that. Stand there menacingly. That's <laughs> how you get me. The moment you put your hands on me, fight or fight, then kicked in. And Why I, somebody's getting up out of this, this bed. Another aspect of the hat man that is eerie and more sinister than other people, than other shadow people is that the hat man is often associated with hostile environments, mm. aggression, and sometimes an indicator that something evil will happen. <clears throat> this seemingly dark presence is known to cause or be attracted by hostile environments and aggressive behavior. Those who see him are often witness to domestic disturbances and family breakdown, noting a tangibly negative atmosphere, sense of dread or hopelessness. For this reason, many have labeled the spirit a demon, an intelligent haunt capable of both physical and psychological ma manipulation. The hat man well, may well be able to oppress those it comes in contact with, seeming to lend credence to the theory. Didn't I tell you it was capable of psychological manipulation? Mm. Because that entire situation was manipulative. <clears throat> yeah, it was. It was manipulative. Just to fuck with a person's head, like... It's horrible. The hat man also seems to take pleasure in the terror he causes. And witnesses have reported the feeling that the hat man is somehow feeding off of their fear. Mm -hmm. Other witnesses have reported that the hat man sometimes has glowing red eyes mm -hmm. or black featureless solid eyes. Others have said that the hat man is a fallen angel or an angel of death and that he comes just before death. 
And well, one of those lower are thought of, the one that I was telling you about is thought of as an angel of death. So it's one that if if I like along that time it was a lot of people, but not that close where it would have been, you know, not that close to me. Like, but around that time it was like models, Miss Mary. And a lot of no, he, and a lot of uh, you and Jay was doing a lot of arguing and shit. It was a lot of negativity. Mm. Okay, it was just <laughs> negative. Try to. <laughs> I'm just gonna try to make it all right. It was negative. It wasn't yes. that negative. Somebody said, um, the same description has been given by numerous seniors on their deathbed, mm. reporting seeing it in the hospital room. I'm gonna ask my mom if she's seen it. Go ahead. A man fitting exactly this description, but no evil feelings or fear of it. No one else in the room at the time beside the dying could perceive the entity. Luck, likely, the the vast majority of seniors couldn't be making it up, nor would even know any urban legend of it. Mm. However, it is seen in two ways. One, wearing a top hat, or two, wearing a fedora. I'm not sure if there could be any significance, or if it is just how a person so happens to perceive it. it I believe it's a difference. I'm telling you, I think it's those, I think it's the lower. I think it's real. The man you meet at the crossroads, mm -hmm. that's real shit. I think it's real. Because one wears a top hat, the other hat, his hat is more fedora style. They just down to get down. But I don't like talking about the shadow man. I don't know why. I don't, because that's like one of the creepiest things that, I've, that has ever happened to me. It's like anything else did not matter after that. <laughs> like... It says, in all the descriptions I have read, the entity doesn't act malevolent or intimidating. It stands there patiently waiting. I have read in instances... Patiently waiting for what? For them to die. I think that's his death side, where he come to, gr to greet the dead and take them into the underworld. Was I sick around that time? No, you were in a negative situation around that time, and he had to come to you in his negative aspect. Stop <laughs> trying to, stop trying to get out of that. that. It was negative. Mm. That's crazy. There have been instances where the entity, according to the dying, have touched has touched hospital staff, and they got sudden cold chills. Mm. Some hospital staff have reported a feeling of a presence in the room, the feeling of being watched by something unseen. Other strange occurrences, sudden temperature drops, etc. During the time the entity appears. It's shrugged off as circumstantial and or heating issues. However, from some janitors I have talked to, they have stated they were unable to find any issues with the heaters and could offer no explanation as to why the temperature fluctuations occur. This person says, not death itself. This demon takes your soul and you don't have to die to lose it. I have had a personal experience with this demon. The demon with the fedora is different than the entity with the top hat, just so you know. My experience is with the demon with the fedora, and he definitely was giving off unsettling vibes. Mine had more of a top hat, and he was he was giving off just as many unsettling vibes. But he wasn't hurting me. He was just standing there, maliciously just standing there looking at me. You know damn well I'm scared to move. Why are you standing there like that? Why are you here? Who are you? Like You knew he knew without a shadow of a doubt, but he knew when I said Jesus, he had to go. He said, oh, well, I can't stick around. Tell me when Jesus is here. This person know? said, he is not evil. He just collects information. 
What kind of information? No, he just collects information that goes accordingly. He not only comes before death, but after as well. I recommend that you do not talk to him if you see him. Just nod and walk away. Mm. This person said, I have seen this man myself and always wondered about him. He is not like some of the others. Now I know. I did ask him what he wanted, and he did go away. Mm. person said, I saw him when I was six years old. My parents were in the hospital with my newborn brother due to his health issues. I was so scared. I'm 27, and still he freaks me out. This person said, I've seen this, this man in my mom's house at the age of 18. The first time I've seen him about five times. After that, though, oh, I hate that. The first time I've seen him about five times, but after that, the next two years, I've seen him more and more. Not just at her house anymore. He was everywhere. And once a friend spotted him and mentioned seeing him everywhere, too. We went to a psychic acquaintance of ours and asked her about this man. And she refused to talk about him and asked us to leave. Mm. Believe psychic, dude. You know you ain't got to do what? This person says, believe it or not, I've had many encounters with this spirit as a child or young teen. And after you feel him once, it's like you can constantly feel him behind you or in the same area as you for the rest of your life. Mm. Whether you can see him or not, you feel him. I'm glad I don't. Okay. <laughs> I don't know about that. Um, this person said, has there ever been reports of prolonged visitations from this hat man, or has there been reports of him visiting during night terrors? Yes, I saw him as a kid standing next to my bed. I will never forget. It freaks me out. She said, my daughter sees him everywhere, and he has been around her since birth. She is five now. When we first discovered his presence, my husband could feel someone in the room with my sleeping daughter, who was only a baby at the time. She said it like he was a pervert. <laughs> he told it to go away and get out of there. He was speaking in Italian dialect. He then felt like he was being choked and pushed. He called the priest, and they came and blessed the house, said some prayers, and that was the end of it till the last, till the last year or two. Now she sees him quite frequently. Mostly coming in her dreams, he will tell her things, Poker with a fork, kicker, etc. This is I don't. This must poker be the fedora. This must be the fedora, like that lady, like that other lady wow, said. Poking the baby. She was a night. She has a nightmare almost every night. No one else sees him. She also said, he has. He is the man in the black cape and hat in her closet. How do I get rid of him? We have had multiple houses, and he follows. Wow. Any advice? What do we do? Damn man. She said, I also asked her why she can see him, and I can't. And she said he only looks at her. Like a pervert. I Just think you like should watch your mouth. Oh. <laughs> well, I mean, how does that sound? Yeah. He only watches me. Mm. Why? Now you're talking about everywhere. That means everywhere. You I had everywhere. the same thing happen to me with my son. He slept in his room every night by himself until he was around 10 years old. And then he told me that he saw him inside the closet, and I had to sleep with him that night and for many more nights. His phone, one night his phone did feel kind of weird. What? <laughs> or his room. Okay, I guess she meant his room. His room did feel kind of weird. I'm not afraid, so I stayed, oh, so I stay there with him. You still see my, uh, In her Okay. How old is he now? All right. <laughs> just laugh at him. she. This person told her to just laugh at him 
and say we aren't scared of you. You're just a silly, a silly shadow. She's trying to get that boy Okay. <laughs> and tell your daughter to say before bed, I will not dream of him. If she dreams of kitties, tell I will not Can dream. Because anyway. that's what she said. Tell her I will not dream of kitties over and over before bed. And if she dreams of kitties, tell her to say I will not dream of puppies. Just keep telling her I will not dream of cute things each time. Make a game of it, and soon he will be gone. That's happy, positive thought. I don't have the time nor the patience. I'd like you to go. And I, I, I believe in a more direct approach. Huh? That's why people kids be walking around ditzy. I wasn't that type of child. I wasn't running around. I wish my mom, I wish you would have laid me down in the bed and got in the bed with me and started saying crazy shit like that. I will not dream of kitties. I'd have been upside your head. I don't dream of kitties. I've never dreamed of puppies. So why are you, what is this? Help me. This person says, my almost nine-year-old son has been seeing him. He is in all black and has a black top hat. His Mm. eyes turn red when he gets angry or upset with him. Mm. And he says, oh, she said he has ended up with scratches that were not there the night before that he could not have done himself on his back, especially. He first mentioned it and got scared about two months ago. Then she, the next person says, I saw Hat Man when I was near to death with sepsis. Mm, Mm. Sweet Jesus. It was in the hospital of, in critical care. He was crouched in the corner of the ceiling. He was wearing a pale blue frock coat. See, you don't... We are talking about the top hat man. Now, all of us are seeing a trench coat and top hat. And you come in with a blue frock coat <laughs> and a top hat. Maybe they're two different people. I don't know. No! Matching the top hat and carrying a cane. I closed my eyes tight, and when I opened them, he was on top of me with his face pressed against mine. When does he do that? Mm-hmm. He would have did that. Like I would have laid right in that bed and pissed. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm so serious. Oh, she said, I saw him a couple of times ever since I was 11. He comes spont- He comes spontaneously. And each time I spontaneously burst into tears. The <laughs> one time funny. I saw him, I cried for two hours straight. Yes. I asked a girlfriend about it. She said that it is a demon that feeds on sorrow or aggression. Mm, I can believe that. She said, Hat Man, as people call him, is a demon who takes your soul. I had a very bad experience with him. And this person says, you think it is really a demon? And another person says... I saw him once when I was a kid standing next to my bed. Never forgot it. Yep, that's when I saw mine. Yep, Never forgot was, it. He, I just discovered this story after my son told me a few nights ago. He, I always wondered why he would scream at night and say it was in the room. And I finally sat him down and had a conversation with him. He begged us. He had gotten sick a little while ago and begged us to take him to the hospital. Hmm. We took him and he was placed under observation and it was concluded that he needed to be placed into a mental health care facility. What? I went to see him 78 hours later as advised by doctors and he was very medicated. The nurses told me he was still so afraid to be alone that he had to sleep on the floor at the nurse's station. Mm. As a mother, this was the hardest thing to ever I witness. Know. When I walked into his room, he was so medicated. Mind you, he's eight. Mm. 
Wow. He man. was so medicated he could barely speak. I'd have broke... <laughs> I laid on his bed with him and told him we missed him and loved him. He whispered to me, do you see it? It's on the wall. It's always here. I looked but mm. saw nothing. I would just held my baby. I did, see, that's the and problem. I think that that's I so wrong. Like for so you to, it's 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 sad because you have to you have to. Because sometimes it can be mental problems, but I feel like you just that was your first the first thing you tried. Mm-hmm. Like that, I felt like that was the first thing you tried, and you just rushed him off to the hospital. And certainly, once we get to the hospital, I come in there and find my eight-year-old heavily medicated. <laughs> what the fuck is this? And then laying on the floor. Okay, what is this, nurses? Have I walked into a a a a, a nineteen o three insane asylum? <laughs> I think that you should pick up my you child. In, you in Pinhurst? Yeah, <laughs> I think you better flush my baby's system, and then we'll talk. And all of that better happen in the eight seconds that it took me to get. I'm telling you, I'm going to turn around. I'm going to walk back to my car. I'm going to get in, start it, pull back to the front gate, pull back inside, repark my car and get out. And when I come back in here, all of what I said better be done because this is ridiculous. You said 78 hours. I come in here. I'm looking at a dope fiend. (laughs) Wow. (laughs) What have you done? I send my child in here for night terrors and I come back in here to find him, you know, just doped up. <laughs> That's a damn. And still ain't sleeping. So what good, what have you done? But drugged him and gave him a taste of the high life. <laughs> That's to the baby, to the I'm telling you, I'd have ran through there like a fucking freight train. <laughs> That's ridiculous. And I come in there and he's still talking about, do you see it? Yeah, that that means it's no longer done. mental. If no. you can't even, and if the I medicine is not him, even I, doing I it. taking him out that night. That night. Fuck you mean. I he was able to leave after 30 days. Oh, no. He would have been able to leave that night. And I still had no answers. Just lots of medications for him. He went back to another stint in a mental hospital shortly after his release from the first. Wow. Again, more medications. My son is now 21 and battles drug addictions. <gasps> what did I tell you? Failed relationships, loss of his daughter... And is serving another jail sentence out as type as one type. Aww. He was loving, smart, adorable little boy that was tormented by this demon. He heard it speak as well. He tells me he still hears and sees the shadow from time to time, but has grown used to it and is no long and it no longer scares him. That yeah, frightens me. Broke him up, and that's what she said. That frightens me. That she did that, and I, it's horrible to say because as somebody mom, you want to do that. That's not the best you could have done. It's just not. I don't think you should put it's it. It's just not. Head. I knew that that was what was going to happen. You don't take no eight year old and drug them up. As an adult, you yourself having every adult in their lifetime, unless you one of them weirdos and you just a narc. <laughs> okay, you have tried drugs. Half the narcs have tried drugs. Mm. Okay, you know what the fuck it feel like running through your system. Can you imagine that in an eight year old system? Of course, I don't know what that type of drug feels like. I know like some pussy-ass marijuana that ain't really doing much to you. You high, you grooving, but you ain't out there. Like, that's you, you might as well gave your baby heroin. And one day, look what he found. And then, you know, he probably was on that medicine, so he got out and wasn't exactly. really talking to it. So, you know that shit And that do? just fucked him up all the more. Opened up what was already open. Yep. I'm that just comes from disbelief. About two years ago, we started having strange things happen in our home, and we tried to make excuses for it. 
but it wouldn't be ignored. It's when I was up late at night and everyone else was in bed. I saw this hat man. This is the same woman. He was at least six point. He was at least six and a half feet or more and was watching me on my phone from the doorway. When he knew I had seen him, he went, he slowly walked away and I never saw him again. But now I believe my son. Wow. He just wanted me to see him. Now how you feel? Then I believe he went back to my son. Wow. I am here to tell you it is real. I believe it to be a demon of chaos and very hard to get rid of. But my faith in the Lord is strong and God defeats all. So if that was the that's case. What I, that's what I was just about to say. Why didn't you fight harder? You see, it'd be people like this that make other Christians look like y'all praying to that invisible man in the sky. It ain't no miracles happening. Because you, I think a lot of people really do be on their knees praying and they don't really believe. You think that? They don't really believe. You questioning it in the back of your mind. And it's sad because most people do that. I do that sometimes. You do? Like, am I, is it real? Is it worth it? When you see a baby die or something like that, you do question. Mm. But when it be something desperate like that, when you're in a bad situation, Mm -hmm. you don't have no time to, to, to be faithless. Hey, if I can clearly see that you're real, you've appeared before me. What else is real? True. So you pray harder. That was just sad. Now he just slung out there in the world. At least he just came to me and told me bad things would happen. In fact, he got me on the straight and narrow. <laughs> okay. No how, because you were still running. Uh, that may be the case, and he never came back. He said you, but you don't be, don't run your mouth harsh. Don't be sass mouthed, okay? And you got up out of the hood, huh? When he yeah. got on your back. <laughs> so, irregardless, the job got done. <laughs> so that was what he was teaching me to yeah. get out this neighborhood. Yeah, sometimes he comes as a trickster. Cause you don't know, because you know that night, like like afterwards, and then we went and we went to New York, came back, and met the people, the two, the girl and the boy. Uh huh. Then, then they told us that the cops had been there looking yeah, for me. Yeah, we needed me. to go. Oh, my God. I said, we got to get out It was all so good. I was glad we went. And that was what it was about. It was to lead us away. I first saw this man when I was about four. I remember seeing him at the end of my parents' bed. And when I saw him, he just stood there. And he finally walked to the door and disappeared through it. My second encounter with him was when my parents were getting a divorce. Mm. I was about six. I was in the kitchen and he was at the dinner table looking at me while holding a knife in his hand. I stood looking at him and there was silence. He didn't have a face and he wore a cloak and a top hat. After a few seconds, he lunged at me and suddenly my whole abdomen hurt. After that day, I would draw pictures of him just like I did every time I had encountered a spirit, which was quite often. Mm. I haven't seen him since then, but my grandfather with dementia claims to see him all the time. And they, recent, say that. they say that in the hospital, people sick. Yeah. And recently, my brother claimed to have seen him in the bathroom on a chair. And both of them could describe the exact same thing I had seen. But when you say claim, that makes me feel like you discredited me. <laughs> like <laughs> this you, entity you claim is very frightening it. and mm-hmm. dangerous. This person said, I've seen this thing. On my family's property on the farm down in Taswell, Tennessee. Mm. My grandmother, my mother, and my great-grandmother were fighting in the back bedroom of the house, which is elevated on a hill on the property. 
While they were fighting, I was looking down out the window to try and ignore them, looking at a streetlight that was, that was directly in line with the house on the north side, about 20 feet into the yard. I turned to look at them fighting again and told them to stop, and I was told to stay out of it. Hmm. I looked back to find a man standing next to the streetlight, no shadow on the ground. He had a long black trench coat down to his feet, black shoes, black pants, a white shirt, with large gold buttons. You ever think the people that can see him the strongest have a stronger gif? Mm Mm-hmm. Because they can see things we can't. And that pisses me off. Why? Because I, like, I want to be strong. (laughs) Okay, like, what you mean? Just because I don't want to see nothing, I want to be, I want my gift to be expanded. I want to look across and make out every fucking detail on your face. I saw you clear as day. You try, I know you from head to toe. <laughs> it's not right. He said, large gold buttons and just black, no tie. He had a large brim, black, fedora-style cowboy hat. Pale skin. Some people see it. Listen. Looking up, he looked up, slowly staring straight at me, smiling. Mm. He had no eyes, just black holes where they should be. I told everyone there was a man there, but they just ignored me and kept fighting. By the end, they listened to me, and my mother to, and, and they, my mother went to look, but he was already gone. My great-grandmother died a few months afterwards. It was the summer of 1987. I was six years old. I've never seen him again there in Tennessee or here in Ohio in Dayton or Xenia. Although, I was visited by a shadow person, but just a shadow, and it was feeding. Also notable, it was around my overdose and suicide. Mm. So there was a death. I came back, but technically there was death. My daughter's mother also has a shadow man that follows her ever since she was a child. But I've never seen the hat man since or anything that physically looked real and I could make out features and clothing. Whether they're truly evil, I can't say. What I do know is that they feel evil and you sense their feeding. Yeah. Even their presence causes a sphere of fear around them. What if that's how they eat? Yeah. That's why they just stand there, just siphoning it all. I wish I, I wish I could, I wish I could pull it back into me. Mm. Like and don't give you nothing. What would he say? Oh. He, it would be worse. He might run at your you with a probably, scrouching no, scream. No, that's probably why you're here, because he's draining all your Yeah. Head. Like, your head probably be... Oh, you would probably have to go to the hospital. Don't you wish you could just cover yourself in the white light mm-hmm. and look? What you thought you had? Thought you was getting a meal today? <laughs> I don't think so. You better go get your hat tightened. <laughs> <laughs> get your trench coat. Uh, what they say, the mom, my mom used to go get her stuff. Hemmed. Hemmed. <laughs> you trench coat him. <laughs> Talking shit to that thing. Hey, I'm telling you, scream a scream you never heard and charge at you, and then he'll just have a meal. Because I'm giving you everything. I will release it. Like just, a thousand dollars. Okay, when I'm done, I would. You talking about a headache? My entire body be just. I would look ten years past my age. <laughs> Like that lady said, I'm in here. What's that woman in the scary movie in Myrtles, right? Yeah. No, it's not Myrtles. It's in New York, I think. Sorry, listeners. Talking about another haunted hotel. Okay. She said, my boyfriend sees him in places that are known to have death, like nursing homes, ambulances, or hospitals. She said, oh my gosh, I had this spirit come to me at a time when I was making a drum. 
I had engraved the 12 tribes of Israel. Mm. What, is that? what you did that for? It was something. Like, it was just huge, and I didn't like it. It scared me. You know I scare easily. Wow. Okay. I had engraved the 12 tribes of Israel around the inside of the drum. He appeared every time I was meditating with the drum. I asked him why he was there and what he wanted. He told me that was his drum. Didn't I fucking tell you? Didn't I tell you? I think it's it's one of them. It's one of them. It's Papa Lugbar. It's Byron Samdi. Byron Samdi is the one with the drum, I think. Or one of his incarnations. Mm. So that was his drum she making. He want his drum, but she making. Okay, so how's it yours? It's my drum, sir. He really believed it was. He came back every time I prayed or meditated with my drum. He had a long black coat, a black hat, and I couldn't see his face. It was just all black. My drum was not finished as I still needed to put the animal skin on it. I had no fear or felt any danger from him. He just wanted his drum. Mm. I could not get any information from where he resides to what happened to him. I did feel he was very old and chose to be who and chose to become what he had become. And he had the sense of power. Even though he may be dark, I sensed he was not demonic. Yeah. When people are saying they felt like it was a demon, I didn't feel like I don't feel like it was a demon. I don't know. I just felt scared and I felt helpless. Did, but did you feel like it was pure evil? I mean, pure evil to me is shit that you see on the conjurer. Yeah, okay. <laughs> <laughs> All right, anything less than there once was a crooked man yes, who walked that, a crooked oh mile. You're not you're not good enough to be in the league with a demon. That's a demon. That's a demon. That's okay. Said there. And I know that's. And then coming I know that's the movie. Corner, coming around the corner was a child. Like I know that that's movie magic, but anything less than that, I don't feel like it's a demon. Like you even hear real stories from true people who say they saw the demon. He and it jumped up on their ceiling and crawled across the ceiling, and the face changed and turned demonic. That's a demon. You coming in here standing over top of me, huffing and puffing, <laughs> telling me that bad kids have bad things happen to them. That's not demonic. That's basically that's forewarning. You said there's a path you're on, <laughs> and people like me come to people who are on that path. <laughs> Would you like to get off that path? <laughs> he came to you, shake, shake, shake. You're not dreaming. Things like me exist in the place you're going. <laughs> Would you like to change where you're headed? Don't do that. And you change doors. Huh? He wasn't saying that to me. He, had to, he has to fix you up sometimes. So I don't feel like it's a demon. Mm. This girl said, I encountered it two days in a row. He tried to scare me and put fear into me. He had black eyes. The face features only appeared for a second. And then they went away. And all that was left was his fedora hat and the details of his outfit and the black trench coat. I did not allow him to scare me. And after mm. the first day of Yule, he went away. What's Yule? Oh, she's probably a pagan or a Wiccan. It's Christmas, basically. Mm. And after the first days of Yule, he went away. I still feel bad energy trying to creep into my house, but something is not allowing it back in. This person said, most of my life I saw it, but it always stayed at a distance just looking at me. From five years old to a couple of years ago. I used to be so terrified of him to the point that I was always looking behind me. 
until one day I told myself, stop being afraid of him and that he wouldn't hurt me and that he just disappeared and I never saw him again. Except for the one time I woke up from a nightmare and that and the figure was a part of it and I saw two of them standing directly over me. Mm-hmm. I never cried so hard. I couldn't scream. I just jumped out of bed and ran to my mom and she went in there with me and no one was there. Said I've witnessed this figure on different occasions. Honestly, I thought I was the only one till I read this and it's nice to know I'm not alone. That is so true. Mm-hmm. Because until I really got on here and I started hearing other people's story, I thought for sure you, me, and Monica were tripping. I didn't think I was tripping. I know. What I, I mean, saw. I knew we weren't tripping, but we all said the exact same thing. What is this demon? Yeah, when I looked uh, on what, it, I mean, what is this? What like, is this did you monster? Remember the first time that we ever this creature, this entity. when we first saw it, and we after the time that I saw it. And you knew that we both seen the same thing that we really got online. And yeah. the first time we seen the picture of it, it was like gas. Searched for him. It was like. <gasps> because there he was. Oh my gosh. It's something. It's it's. I don't know what it is. It's something. It's magic. Wow. You got any more? I have one with this girl. She's Rebecca. <clears throat> and Rebecca was six years old in 1978. When something terrifying walked into her life. When I was a child, I saw what I now know, <clears throat> what I now know is called the hat man, Rebecca, Rebecca had said. The hat man I saw spoke to me. Although she now lives in Florida, Rebecca grew up in Missouri and spent parts of 1977 and 1978 in her grandmother's house in Independence, Missouri. Mm-hmm. During the time... In my life, my mother and sister and I lived with my grandparents off and on due to our own circumstances and the fact that my grandfather was in and out of the hospital, she said. Rebecca remembers other relatives staying in her grandparents' house at the time, taking the spare bedroom she usually shared with her sister. That night, Rebecca and her sister slept in her grandmother's room and soon discovered they weren't alone. Mm. My sister and grandmother were sleeping in a bed like normal, and I was sleeping between the two of them with my head at the foot of the bed. I had a terrible nightmare, one where the dresser drawers were opening and closing on their own, and ghosts and <clears throat> ghosts and clothing were flying out. Rebecca remembered her dreams itself lying in the same place as her body slept. Most dreams are in other places or familiar places, but never from the perspective of where you are actually sleeping. That's true. Yeah. Excuse me. Normally when I'm dreaming, I'm somewhere else, but not the place that I I, I know. Sometimes that happens to me and I know that's, but that's the only time, only time that happened to me is the times that I instantly know I'm dreaming. I wake up right where I fell asleep. Mm. I've woken up hovering over my body. Mm, I would call the people but anyway but I always go right back into it so I don't play that (laughs) okay wake up because you know I believe that's astral projection I'm not into being in the astral realm Mm. so she says she woke up from the dream very afraid terrified she gently kicked trying to wake her grandmother but couldn't rouse her nope I debated getting up and finding my mom but I would have had to walk past the dresser from my dream and decided that was too scary. 
I turned my gaze away from the dresser and up to the window behind the headboard of the bed, and that is where I saw the man. The man, a dark, looming figure, seemed to stand on the headboard, but Rebecca now wonders if the man stood behind the, the headboard and was extremely tall. The man was wearing a long, flowing coat, a top hat, and carried a cane. He had no real features, but was a solid object that blocked the light from the window behind him. I was terrified because there was someone else in the room and because I recognized it as a non-human. Rebecca and the hat man stared at one another for what could have been minutes or seconds when the figure lifted its arm and pointed at her. He said that this is your last chance. His voice did not fill the room. The best way I can describe it is that it filled my head. Yup. <clears throat> Excuse me, that's what I'm talking about. The voice was flat with no residual sound as if everything surrounding the words had been removed. After the hat man spoke those five cryptic words, he put down his arm and disappeared. She told her family of the encounter the next day, but they paid little attention. Little kids are always filled with stories that grown-ups nods and smiles while hearing. I vaguely remember being afraid of Grandma's room for a while, but not much else following the incident. She didn't bring up the hat man encounter again until her teens, and the time, this time her family listened. Everyone believed in ghosts, so it was another neat ghost story from a family member for everyone except my aunt. This is because her aunt has had more than one ghostly encounter, all eerily similar to her own. She says she has seen the same man in that same house. Although the fear of her grandmother's run was long since gone, along with the terror of that long-ago moment when she met the hat man, one question remains. I've tried to figure out what this is, what this is your last chance meant. My grandfather died somewhere around this time, but I cannot be certain if the hat man appeared before or after his death. I do know what, that grandpa was not in the house at the time, but he spent quite a bit of time in the hospital towards the end of his life. Was the hat man telling me this was my last chance to talk with him? I don't know. Mm. I don't... Why do you get quiet like that? <laughs> it was, I, I was listening. I was like caught up in it. My fault. Well, I don't, I don't know. It's just too much. It's too much. I don't know what he is. And like, I've just feel like I keep digging and digging and digging and digging and I'm not getting any deeper into what it is. It's not clear who first reported an encounter with the Top Hat Man. But when I began research on the shadow people phenomena, I knew I had to distinguish it from reports of the Hat Man. The hat man typically appears at night, dressed in a long black trench coat, a black three-piece suit, and a black hat, either a fedora, a top hat, or a cowboy hat. Witnesses say the hat man's eyes glow red, and occasionally he checks a gold pocket watch chained to his belt. He is described as being at least six feet tall, though usually his stature reaches between seven to ten feet. That's what I thought, seven foot. Mm-hmm. Hatman experiences involve a sense of inherent fear. 
I believe he is a manifestation of of the negative energy in a person's life. Mm. That's what you said. She says her roommate at one point jumped out of bed and began screaming at the top of her lungs. That was the first time she saw the top hat man. But as soon as I opened her door, as soon as I opened the door to her room, I found her backed into a corner and he immediately disappeared. The hat man is alleged to whisper ominous warnings to his victims. Well, I wish he would have warned me. He did warn. He did whisper yeah, an yeah. ominous warning to me. Yeah, that's Bad little boys have. That was ominous. That's to you. And you just kept saying it over and over. He didn't have to warn. No, he didn't have to give you no warning. He did. He he, he did. His 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 appearance was the warning. Everything he did, from shaking your downstairs house door. Listen to that. That could be a real person coming in here. Just as easily as I'm shaking this door, mm. somebody else could be shaking it. I'm walking up your stairs nice and slow like a robber. <laughs> Why would you say? Anybody else could be a robber and get into your home. And just when you go to get up and try to save your family by Ooh. shutting that door, boom, here they would be yeah. right in your face. <laughs> what could you do? Change your life. Oh, my gosh. See? That's how he came. That's how he came. Mm-hmm. He was forewarning me. He occasionally speaks in... No, Lord knows what would have could have happened if I had continued down that path. Mm-hmm. Because he, he ended up in jail. He occasionally speaks... I'd have been dead. He occasionally right speaks... Right along with my kids. He occasionally speaks... He came in there like a whirlwind and shut us down. Huh? Along with the items that we have in. <laughs> occasionally speaking in, enig- <laughs> in enigmatic riddles. I don't... I, he didn't speak in no riddle to me. He talked in riddles to you? Mm-mm. If he had spoken riddles to me, I probably would have banged on that wall. That <laughs> would have been worse. Not only is you a monster, but do you gonna come in here giving me fairy tale riddles? I'd have smacked that wall so hard, he'd have jumped in fright. <laughs> I'm telling you, I'd have sat up and started banging on that wall. B would have got in there a whole lot faster. But let's consider for a moment that this entity... Is no is is no more than mere hallucination. Is it possible that he could be an extra dimensional entity? Is there potential in the idea that certain people unwittingly manifest entities in their lives that can slip between dimensions as they please? Mm. In the past, we've written about specific energetic hotspots. I believe that victims that the victims who see him have individual energy and spirituality, or lack thereof, and they can be responsible for summoning the hat man. Mm. Surely we've all had encounters in our life where we've recognized that a negative attitude summoned a negative outcome. But is there really some type of cosmic function in which negative emotional and spiritual input equals the output of a terrifying hat man in your closet whispering menacing nothings into your ear? Exactly. (laughs) If I got here, that had nothing to do with what was going on. I want to know why he chose to come to me because I had an argument with my mom. All kids have arguments with uh, 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 with their authorities. Mm. Okay? Why me? Why do he choose the victims he choose? That's what I asked myself. But you say I wasn't living right, so... Talia did a whole lot more stuff worse than me. He'd wake her up in the night and tell her bad little girls had... Or, or, or fast little girls get knocked up early. <laughs> Where was that? That's crazy. Where was her warning? Where's the warning about Makai keep hitting the mean streets? 
runaways sometimes don't come home. <laughs> Where's his warning? I feel like you picked me out of a lineup and you say, yeah, that's the one. We gonna mess with him. Yeah, for what? I think they picked me because of money. She brought it into my life. I'm going to have to talk to her about Because I, I think, and I think we may have opened the door for every listener that just listened to this. Because I feel like if I'm out of sight, out of mind, if I didn't know him, but then that's bullshit because what about these people? They didn't say nobody told them about him. Oh my God, what was my reaction? Like, it was like, I just remember being so scared. I got smoke this shit got my nerves there. Yeah, it's making my hair hurt. Like I, you don't want like the shadow man creeps me out. Like that's one chills. story that I don't really like to focus too much on because I never want to ever experience that again in my life. Like I know a girl, mm-hmm. she was telling her story. I was listening to her tell her story, and she said that she was in what she's about the sixth or the fifth grade. Uh huh. And so she said, I think she was maybe around 11 or 12 at the time. And her grandfather had just passed away. Her grandfather, her grandmother, I'm not too sure. But either way, they had, you know how when somebody died, they all go to the house, yeah. stay the night in the same house, like, or people always come to your house yeah. and just stay until the funeral and a little bit after. So she said they all packed up and met like other family members at the grandparents' house. Okay. So she said she was asleep and about two, maybe one, two o'clock in the morning, she said she had to go to the bathroom, so that's what woke her up. She said she went to get out of bed, like her legs like was even off the bed, like you know, get ready, get up. Yeah. She looks happened to looks at the door and it's just the top hat man just standing there. Mm. Just standing there and to the point that she was so scared, she, like, peed herself. She said it. She said she just, she couldn't even move. Like, she just sat there on that bed and peed herself sitting up. Just sitting up looking at it. And she said when, like, she said it was almost like laughter. But she could hear it in her head. Of course. Like. It was, ah, you peed, like, you know, laughing at the fact that she peed herself. And she said she just remembers shutting her eyes and, like, she kept thinking of her grandparents or her grandmom or whoever had passed away. And she said at that moment, she said she could hear it say, that won't work. Mm. And then she said she just kept thinking of all the times that they had spent together and had fun and prayed and went to church. Yeah. And she said, like, as soon as, like, she started thinking about church. Yeah. That it was almost like he just turned and walked away. Like, it wasn't nothing. Just turned and walked <laughs> he away. He said, you got me. I don't want to hear that crap. Just turned and walked away. <laughs> no, that was so, like, cocky. Like, yeah, my business here is done. After it was already After done. Already yeah, he said, you ain't even got to do all that praying. I'm all, already ate. I'm I'm full. That's sad to have to be that frightened that you can't even move. I don't like, know if I'm he could have. I don't know if he could have got know. no piss out of me. That's what I'm saying. Know. Yeah, I he. Know. I would have said, "Excuse me." And I would have then. I think I would have woke y'all up. Get up, everybody, get up. I'm not about to lay in this bed. But how old did you? She said she was like six. No, she was about eleven or twelve. Oh, I was about twelve, thirteen. He didn't get no piss out of me. 
I must wasn't that scared. You know what? I think I think when you see things at a younger age, it conditions you. Because by when I seen the Shadow Man, I hadn't seen a ghost in 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 quite a while. Yeah. So yeah. for him to be at least not a full manifestation, I had heard things, mm-hmm. felt things, but I hadn't seen anything for a while. So when I seen him standing there, I was frozen, but also a part of me was calm, even as the fear is rolling through my body. I didn't, I didn't panic like it was my first ghost. And you seen that at Rosegate? Yeah. Wow. Just to know about the stories of Rosegate. I've never, in all of my years, I've never seen that in my mother's house. But I've, like, it's so dark. I'm sorry to say, like, it was, even when it was light, it was dark. And only people that know the house know what I mean. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, it wasn't that everything was so bad all the time. It just had an energy. Like, you know, you can walk into somebody's house and you feel nothing but love. Yeah, you can feel it. You can walk in another house and you can just feel, this is dreary. That's like how what my... What are doing here? That's how mm-hmm. my psychic imprints work. Like, I can walk into a house and I'll smell cookies. And nobody in the house bake cookies. That's when you know. Don't nobody bake it, but it's I, I in my mind I equate that to a house of love. Yeah. So And then you got houses that you walk in and you just be like, this house is nothing mm, but negative. Yeah, you walk in and you just like, don't want to argue you, all the you, time. You you scared just... to sit on the furniture, you feel uncomfortable, you feel like somebody is on your shoulder. I don't like watching that. your every move, wondering what you're doing in their house. And that's crazy because I have had friends and I'm not going to say no names because I don't know if they're listening. I have had friends that I was close with my whole pe- my whole life. And when someone passed away in their house or even had, like, passed away, period, it didn't even have to be in the house. I know who you're talking like, about. I never wanted to go back in the house. I know exactly like, who I you're talking about. I never got a good... F- I'm, I'm, it, and it's sad. It is. Because, you know, and... I just couldn't believe it. Like I, it was just. It, I don't know if it was. Un, it was just an unsettling. The feeling. spirit was still there. Mm. The spirit was still there because, unlike you, my curiosity, when it's ghost, and I and and this is something you don't know, but when I'm by myself and I feel like it's a haunted house, and I go in like, if something draws me there, it draws me up. I don't have the ability to walk away. It's like curiosity kills the cat because I went up there. And when you hit the top step, of course, it's the middle room because all the houses are shaped the same. And towards the back, you would think because the room is behind you and going straight through the hall, you get to the bathroom. Mm -hmm. You would think that you would feel an energy in the room. I did, but it wasn't as heavy as it was going towards the bathroom. All of the upstairs after that had me shook. Like, it was just like, I'm being watched. It was just that kind of feeling. And then it was an unsettling feeling, like, I didn't want to be in here. And I didn't, and, and that just was the hurtful part because all my life, you know what I'm saying? Like, I've, I've loved it. And does that, does that scary feeling, I don't know, did, 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 does that, like, open the doorway? I don't know. I think, because I... Let me tell you, I've been in Miss Vivian's house and it's like nothing at all. I've been in Miss Fields and nothing at all. Yeah. 
I've been in Hakeem's and nothing at all. It's certain people. Mr. Pettyjohn gives me, uh, like, it's something in the attic type of feeling. You ever just, yeah. like, it's just mothball. <laughs> like, it, some certain people's houses give me an uneasy feeling. And I know it's nothing but either negativity or it's something in there. Because let me tell you, when I used to go down sitters, yeah. my aunt sitter, and... A lot of times when my mom used to be in there, I used to be ready to go. Like, I used to be ready to go. And it wasn't because, like, it was bad. It was just, uh, I don't like being unsettled. You know, I don't like sitting there. It was unsettling for me anyway because I saw Uncle Theodore. Mm-hmm. So I didn't like being there no way. You had me chopped and every bit of screwed. <laughs> that's weird to me. Like, that's why when you die, I don't want you to come back like that because that creeps me out to know when it's a ghost that you don't know, mm-hmm. you can just say, hey, that was a ghost. But for it to be somebody you know and you was at their funeral, and you, know, you, you know they got put in the ground. Yeah. How you up walking around? <laughs> it's unnatural. It is. It really is. It's, it's, um, and it's almost sad. Because why haven't you moved on? Like what's But it's also now? special in that sense. Because it's the fact that you died, but here you are. So it, for me, I know that there's when you die, something happens. Mm-hmm. You go somewhere. Because I've seen people who obviously went somewhere. Yet there they were, looking at me just the way they did, except healthy and full of life. Did he look healthy and full of life? He, he no, he really looked confused. I feel like that was an echo. That wasn't an intelligent haunt, and if it was, he didn't know he was dead. Yeah, I think a lot of spirits that linger in the house and and people see them, I don't really think they know they did. But that's supposed to be the myth anyway, ain't it? You you supposed to linger around Earth forty days? But for what? I don't want to linger. I do. I got unfinished business. So you already putting that in the atmosphere. Don't come to me. I'm not, girl. I'm going to the hospital. To do uh, to jump into a body. Yeah. <laughs> you really gonna think you gonna jump into a body? I'm telling. It's not a. It's not a thought. I know it's possible, and that's my plan. To jump into another body. As I've done time and time again. Would you come back? In I won't remember you. You won't. No, unless it's I'm one of those cases where I remember my past life. And they actually brought you here. Because you just No, I want to remember certain things. I I wouldn't want to I wouldn't have I wouldn't be brought to you remember no half ass shit. Cause hey, you have a nasty disposition. No, I don't. And I don't want to be a new child and you you know, cuss me and my new mom out. I'm not gonna do that. I'm gonna be hurt. I'm gonna be sad. Or then I also don't wanna give you too much truth because I feel like in your pain you would try to kidnap that new body and that baby don't belong to you. I would <laughs> that child don't I belong to let you. That child don't belong to you. Your child died. No, you shouldn't be in it then. And I was saying, no, he no, said that's he sick. was going to jump in and it's him. That's sick. So Already you're going to end up in one Give of them. Give me my baby back. And to the farm you would go. But we are running out of time for the first half of tonight's episode. So we will be right back after this commercial break and also musical interlude. back hey 
This is True Ghost Stories by Real People. And it's Tiki. I already pronounced, I already, we already said our name, you're doing a lot. They just came back from a break. Of they course they know. They love hearing my name, Tiki. <laughs> we don't show. So, our second half, I've decided, I want to tell stories from different parts of the United States. Because I didn't do the ones that I wanted to do the last time, remember? I don't. You don't never remember nothing I'm interested in. Of course not. <clears throat> well, who says that about their mother? A real person. Don't nobody talk like that. Don't nobody talk like that about their mother. They do. No, they don't. Look at you talking about me opening sodas. They can't hear that. They did, because I heard it. All you heard was the hiss of a serpent. <laughs> what? <laughs> the hiss of a serpent. Uh, so anyway, <clears throat> I want to start with Illinois. Taking us to Illinois. And they're taking us to Abingdon. Is it is it Abingdon? Abingdon Middle School. There have been stories of a teacher who hung herself because her kid fell down the stairs on a tricycle. They have heard screaming and yelling and squealing of the tricycle tires. There have been sightings of a woman, of the woman and child together again. There has also been blood stains found on the walls on every room and above the steps and on the steps of where she hung herself and the child fell down the stairs. If it's real. Don't do... Somebody's school always haunted. Yeah, what you mean? I ain't saying it ain't real. You did. I said that's deep, if it's true. It is true. Okay, that's deep. <laughs> like, I'm trying to understand why I keep on stopping. I don't know, because if I fell down some stairs, I'm going on to the, to the, um, to the happy place, because I'm pretty sure it comes up like on um, Dead Like Me, when you well, pass away. It. You fall down them stairs, and you just stand up. And all along, you just stood up, and your body stayed down. You don't even see that body. You just walk off. Well, they said in addition, they said additional information, confirmation, a former student from 1974 and 1975 at the time, it was a high school before becoming the junior high, reports it is true about the room up from the gym. It was the speech classroom, pretty small room, and it has steps that go up to it. The building is brick and used to have huge chimney connected. There was a tornado in the spring of 74. Is that what they called it? A tornado? Uh, You're so ignorant for reading it the way they wrote it. Yeah, there was a tornado in the spring of 74, and it knocked down the chimney. The story was told way back then about the child falling down the steps with the tricycle and the mom hanging herself. Mm. There is a walk area runs along the sides of the gym up high, and that's where the child's child rode her tricycle back and forth while the metal pipe rails keep a person from falling. Why, why why was she doing that in a school? I don't know, because that's when she failed. Why? Because you don't know what it was before that. They said she was a teacher. Why he was letting that little girl ride that tricycle on them stairs? <laughs> I don't know. 
that because would have been my baby, <clears throat> and you let my child fall down the flight of stairs because you was letting her ride on a tricycle on some stairs. You made the right move, sister. Because if you didn't get yourself, I was coming. <laughs> my child knows she wouldn't have been on no damn tricycle had I been there on those stairs doing shit that she knows she could get away with with a teacher and you letting her full grown adult <laughs> and letting her try you couldn't you couldn't call me yeah. on the phone you better had did what you did and you better had done it quick when I'd have got to that school my child would have been had better been coming down with a broke leg or something or I'm coming up and you coming down dead so you made the right choice. Even Judas hung himself after he betrayed Jesus. <laughs> it's just certain times where you know you got to give up the ghost. You did the wrong thing. Wow. And there's no other way around it. No, that's wow. If if I had been that teacher, I would have done the same thing. I can't face that parent. You'd have hung yourself? Yeah, I can't face that parent. That's the right choice in that situation. I think that's the time when suicide is the only choice. <laughs> When you when somebody leave their baby with you yeah. and the child get hit by a car, that's the time for suicide. Because I, 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 I for one, can't come back and tell nobody's parent nothing. I don't have it in me. <laughs> and suicide seemed the only way. Wow. It's sad. No, that's wow. It's sad. But so, we're going to move to Alberton Park. Alberton, uh, oh, it's Allerton Park. Allerton Park in Allerton Mansion. There have been reports of a mysterious lady in white. She, according to witnesses and old photos of people that used to go there as guests of Mr. Robert Allerton, is a guest that frequently visits there. She has been seen walking along the pond in the back of the mansion and in her room putting on hats and gloves. She's been heard coming down the stairs and pacing the hall in front of her room. This is all I know. And I've been to the house many times. So is she a guest or his wife or his mistress? Because I've had plenty of guests come to my house and they don't have a room. <laughs> she got a room because that's where she stay. Then she ain't no damn guest. <laughs> you live in here. No, she's... Well, yeah. I guess that's what you would want to call it. It's too much going on. I, I could, that's another reason why I don't want to make it... Like, I don't want to make more than my fair share of money. Like, I don't want a mansion. Because I feel like I'm going to look out my back patio window while I'm sitting out on the, you know, out on the balcony. And which one? Just blowing a Dutch. Wow. And I happen to... And you don't know if it's the weed making you paranoid. <laughs> or if you really seeing something and you just see her flowing white dress mm-hmm. or white gown and she just going across the pond. And you know, we make you do stupid shit like you staying completely up. Miss Lady! <laughs> <laughs> Not recognizing that, that you need to be in a serious a situation. It's a ghost because the mood, the weed didn't got you so mellowed out. You can't even, you can't even register fear. So you standing there. Miss Lady! It's not what lady. is you doing walking across my backyard? This is private property. I'm not and she just keep it. walking and you just... So dense, you didn't got up, get up, leave the balcony, go all the way through your house, out back, get a flashlight, and proceed to follow lady. her, ma'am. Not me. Not <laughs> you would me. do it. No, I'm not. You would do it. No, I'm not. No, I'm not. You could talk stupid to these people all you want. 
You know darn yeah, well. Yeah, you, you're a paranoid type of high. So that means you look over there. Don't go over there. <laughs> Instantly. You already recognize it, what it is. That's a ghost. You don't see her clearly. She's one of them ladies in white. Why is it doing this? I can see you now. Cutting Sit it. down. Do not go over there. Why is it cutting it? I don't know. I want to see a lady in white ghost, though. I don't want to see any of that. Like, I want it to surprise me. Wow. Like, while I'm on a road trip, and, and we happen to be on a desolate road, it's like 3 in the morning. And, that's what and you want. know me and you would be up. Like, And I always wanted to get an RV and travel. So you know you and me would be up. Study talking. It would be us, like, traveling the road. Like, if we all did a family trip, mm-hmm. I guarantee you, if we left Delaware and traveled completely around the United States, mm-hmm. there would be so many things that we seen late night where it's just you and me because we would be the only ones up. Yeah, Three, no. four in the morning, you still driving. Nowhere near tired. Nobody has to take over yet because you still wide, wide awake and so am I. <laughs> we driving down a certain road and off to the side, we just see a woman walking. Mind you, it'd probably be six, seven people in that RV so we feel emboldened. Not so much me, because you know I don't care. I'm gonna, it was five of us in that car when you tried to stop to help them strangers, and they was human beings, and I didn't feel comfortable. Cause you, you, they was lucky I ain't just started screaming, but I composed myself. Wow. But I tell you right now, we ever on the side of the road, and you try to stop to pick up a hitchhiker, I am going to scream. And either they, if they a real person, they'll think, okay, I can't hitchhike with this person. They crazy. <laughs> And if they're a ghost, it's just an awkward situation. I just started screaming. Okay, but look, we got some stories. This is right here is from Kim. Okay. So. Thanks, Kim. Hello. I've always been interested in the paranormal and have become somewhat of a walking encyclopedia of ghost stories. I have only a few stories that I know are true beyond a shadow of a doubt because they happened to me. This is just one of them, but it is by far the creepiest to me simply because of the circumstances. I work for the state in children's services, and sometimes my job requires me to work late into the night, sometimes just to wait for a fax or a phone call. But I have to be here. Oh, so she a DFS worker? I have to be here. Anyway, when I first started working here, I was told that this building is haunted and not to be surprised to hear things at night. Of course, me being the way I am. Let me just really quickly. I would have told my boss immediately. And do not be surprised when after hearing the things that go bump in the night, you find my resignation early (laughs) in the morning. Do not expect me to show up to collect my last paycheck. You will mail it to me. Preferably not with an envelope from this building. (laughs) So that's that. Don't ever in your life casually tell me a building is haunted and expect me to keep a smile on my face and say thank you, sir. No, and no. then go to work tomorrow. Yeah, no, no. It don't happen like that because if I see anything, you down an agent. <laughs> so start looking for my replacement now because when I see something, I'm a pickup and I won't come back. I'm not calling to tell you nothing. <laughs> you just know that clearly if I don't show the fuck up, I saw something. That's a, you just going to leave the job. Well, I gave you a free warning. She did. Let me see. Any, okay. Anyway, when I first started working here, I was told, okay, that this building is haunted and not to be surprised to hear things at night. <laughs> of course, me being the way I am, 
<clears throat> I thought that that was pretty cool okay. until I experienced something firsthand. One night I was working pretty late, but I was I wasn't nervous because two other people were in the building with me. I heard the first leave around 6:30, but the other was still there. I kept hearing her walk up and down the hall and going into the copy room. I called out to her a few times, but she didn't answer. So I figured she was in the bathroom. I finally I finally left work at 10.30 that night after listening to my co-worker pace the halls for hours. I was kind of surprised not to see her anywhere when I came out of my office, but again, I figured, I figured she had gone to the bathroom. Now, the reason I knew who it was is because I had taken a break and gone outside for a cigarette and saw her car out back of the building where she always parks. The next day, I had to work late again. I kept hearing someone pace the halls at this time. No, at this time, I stepped out of the office to see another co-worker. He was surprised and said he had kept, he kept hearing things, so he just had to figure out if anyone else was here. He asked why I kept using the bathroom on the other side of the hall when I had my own. I hadn't used that bathroom. No one else was in the building. Anyway, the next day, we were up front laughing about scaring each other the night before, and I started telling everyone about how my other co-worker had paced the hall so long two nights earlier she got this strange look on her face and said she hadn't even been here I told her I knew she was because her car was out back she said that she had left her car at work and had gone home with her sister she didn't pick her car up until midnight that night no one else was there <clears throat> so what did I hear and what did my other co-worker hear the night before Never again. I have had to work several nights since then, and I always hear someone walking the halls, even when I know I am the only one in the building. I recently found out that this office used to be a doctor's office, and I can't help but wonder if something unfortunate happened here or if someone is just working late night along with me. I can't I can't honestly say that would creep me out because I grew up in a house where when you're in the living room, you can hear somebody upstairs walking, and you're the only one in the house. You no, can like hear it. the creaking of somebody walking upstairs. Like so many times I used to be in the living room and I'm just looking up at the ceiling because I can hear it. I don't like that feeling of like when you hear the they say the house settling, but it ain't. I don't care what nobody says. No, I'm talking about the footsteps that used to come from one room. Oh, I don't like that. And you know, these well, this wasn't no, no house settling. You could hear definitive like, steps. I remember one time. They was distinct. When I was in my mom's house, I remember one time I was downstairs watching. Mm-hmm. T- this when the TV used to be in the living room. Yeah. And I was watching TV, and you know how you can hear that creak when somebody's in that bedroom. You can hear when they stepping around that bedroom, particular, because yeah. it makes a sound that comes down. You can hear. So I'm turning. I'm like, well, who? I know my mom not here because she was at work. Yeah. So I'm just. I turned the TV. I didn't want to sound look too obvious because I didn't want to build it up. And that's, you know, the fear is just really taking over me. Yeah. So I turned the TV down a little bit and was like, I'm hungry. I'm about to make something to eat. Because I, I didn't want like, to. That boisterous. Yeah. Try to get I tried to defer the fucking attention off me. Uh-huh. So I'm just listening. Step, step, creak, creak. And I'm like, somebody's in that room. And then it creeped me out because I was thinking, I wonder if my dad is just walking around. Uh-huh. And so I was like, oh, my goodness. I'm about to walk to McDonald's. Turn that TV off when right in that circle. 
by outside and sat in that circle. I didn't even sit on the porch because you know what's another crazy thing? Sitting on my mom's porch, it makes you feel like somebody's watching you from behind sometimes. Yes. I don't like that feeling either. It's just everywhere around that house. But anyway, moving on. This is the Gandhi monster. Oh. And this is a story from Jennifer. This is a true story. This happened to me. Thanks, Jennifer. Right. This happened to me when I was eight years old. I'm now 28 with three kids of my own. It happened in my hometown of Salk Village, Illinois, which is known to be a place that Indians pass through using Salk Trail to get to other destinations. At least that's what the official story is. There are others like myself who believe more. We believe that Indians actually settled there, if only for brief periods of time. There's always been talk of bones being found when a pool was dug up or a garden was put in, but most say it's just that, talk. Not me. I believe it. I also not only believe, but know that the ground that Salk Village is residing on is sour. Curse beyond anybody's oh, wildest snap. dreams. She gave it to you the old time, the old time uh, pet cemetery way. It's sour. Mm. The soil of a man's heart is stony. <laughs> the fact that you said that. You know the part. Yeah. The soil of a man's heart is stony, Lewis. So she said, beyond anybody's wildest dreams, and I have many stories to support that belief. But for now, I will start with my first story of proof it was a cold normal night in the season of autumn <laughs> okay, I know that's right. yes tell this good like story yes cold enough to keep you inside your house and snuggled under a blanket i love that winter feeling i do too i was she doing said it. it's autumn so i know that one too i was doing exactly that an eight-year-old can only do so much during these times and i chose to do my homework so i could read later I had been listening to a Rick Springfield album on 8-track. I was playing it on my 2XL robot toy. This was a toy that you could put 8-track cartridges in that would that was made by the company to be sort of a trivia game. You'd play the cartridge, and it would ask you questions and tell you jokes. It had two big red robot eyes that flashed red when you were correct. It had three buttons you could push to answer your questions. 2XL could also play normal 8-track music. Look that I want to see what that looks like. Look that up on your computer. What's it called? It's called 2XL Robot. You know what it is. That little robot boy. So, anyway, could also play normal 8-track music. You don't remember him, that little robot boy? No. And of I course, had one. Of course, it's red robot eyes flashing in time with the music. Uh-huh. So, it was doing exactly just that on that cold autumn night flashing its eyes to Rick Springfield and I was quite contented my bedroom was on the second floor of my house and faced north along with my bed I had a window north of me and east of me of course it was dark outside but it was so warm inside and so very comforting every now and again I'd look up from my homework and just look out into the darkness no reason it was just something I did well this was the last time I ever did that again in that house as I was sitting there, all of a sudden I felt instantly cold, and every single hair on my body was raised. My blood felt like it had ran cold and decided to just stop pumping through my body. Uh. My heart was racing. I was perfectly terrified, and I didn't even know why. Yet, 
My 2XL was suddenly stuck, and it kept playing the same verse from Rick over and over. Holding my heart, holding my heart, holding my heart. And its eyes weren't flashing anymore. No, they were just burning bright red. I would have dropped dead. Blood red. Then I felt this magnetic pull, like something was pulling me to my right. I turned my head right and looked out the east window and saw something that has haunted me for the rest of my life. Sitting just barely outside my window, levitating was the most horrifying image I will ever see in my life. A creature, about two feet tall, but sitting Indian style. Mm. His skin was snowy white and you could see the outlines of his bones because he was that skinny. He wore some sort of white cloth draped sideways on his body. This is why I later named him the Gandhi Monster. My young mind thought his skinny body and his white cloth looked like the real Gandhis did. This creature's head was too big for his body, but he was completely bald. His two horrible big dark eyes were piercing my soul as he stared at me. He opened his mouth and grinned a grin at me that haunted my dreams for years. His mouth was full of long, snarly, razor-sharp-looking teeth, dripping with blood. I don't know how a mouth could fit so many nasty teeth into it, but it did. I watched as the blood dripped from his teeth and slid down his chin and onto his white cloth diaper shorts. (laughs) (laughs) He raised his hands and reached for me. The fingernails were at least four inches long, gnarled-looking, and sharpened to points also dripping with blood. I wanted to scream and I wanted to run but I was locked into place by his piercing eyes. I couldn't breathe and I felt as if my brain was being scrambled and my soul was being raped. His grin his grin be how you know all that at eight <clears throat> his grin became larger and he opened his mouth wider. He kept looking at me as if he knew me, as if he had been waiting for me. He stared. He started to lift his arms more, and it looked as if in seconds he would actually be inside my room and not just outside my window. All traces of reason disappeared, and my mind snapped. I still didn't know how I did it, but I managed to tear my gaze away and leap off the bed and out of my bedroom door, screaming with every inch of my soul. All in like two seconds, I could feel him pulling me. I could feel that horrible stare penetrating my back as I screamed down the hallway to my mother. Of course, when her and my father and younger brother came back, it was gone. But they knew I saw something, and they did not try to tell me it was my imagination. Girl, yes, I love that. I love that. They comforted me and, t- and taped up all the windows in my room. They saw it, too. They actually had to pull down all the shades and seal all sides with duct tape. I couldn't sleep in that room for almost a year. Uh. The whole family, mom, dad, and my brother and sister know about this experience. My brother even remembers coming into the room with my parents afterwards. The Ghani monster was a story we didn't tell often, but it always brought fear to speak of it. To us and to others, my parents never spoke of it again either. As I grew up, I tried to face my fear and sleep in that room, but never did. But never did I sleep with my back to a window. Never. Eighteen years later, I moved to Florida with my own little family and have found <clears throat> peace within myself. But I will never forget that creature, and I will never sleep or sit with my back to a window. And I will never forget the one thing I heard it say to me in my mind as I was running out my bedroom door. Someday I'm coming back. Oh, my God. What? Oh, my God. 
don't you ever in your life ever tell me that because then I'll be on edge for and the rest of And didn't she say it was two feet tall? Why are you coming back, so sir? So you like leprechaunish, <laughs> like dwarf type, not even dwarf, like a, a sprite. No, I don't. Or a goblin of sorts. Oh my! I would have just cried. That's what I'd be saying. I haven't seen anything. As far as ghosts and shit go, the little bit of stuff that I have seen, it has been chilling to me. Mm-hmm. But it ain't nothing compared to the shit other people see. I ain't saw no little dwarf man outside my window, basically dressed up like an 18th century Greek with Gandhi's diaper on. <laughs> I just. It's not right. Oh my god, that is so. I would be so scared. With razor sharp teeth. Like, what do you and do? And claws. That's a like, monster. I, like, like, what do you do? Like, I would never even, not even, fuck the house. I wouldn't even want to be on the ground. Okay. Like, I wouldn't. And like, then to hurt him. As you being eight years old, like, imagine, go outside and play. Never. No, I don't want to go outside. Then to know that he says someday he coming back. She better than me, cause even now I would always be on the lookout for him. Yes, and then I would have bought my house, and my house ain't got no windows but a few, and that's downstairs in the living room. And what if upstairs don't I don't want no bedroom windows? What if it don't come back for her? What if it like try her children? Yeah, or something? Like, that's wrong. I, I I feel like you just living, waiting for the day. Yeah. Wow. Like, so what if he wait till she like eighty years old? That's too old to be messing with people. But I, they don't give a fuck. Mm. He probably pop up. Did not tell you fudge. <laughs> I told you I'd be back. So this one is what from. What you gonna do at eighty years old? Your kids put you in the nurse home. You start screaming about little little god demon. Nina. So this is Nina. Okay. And Thank this you, is Nina. her mother's true story. All right. My mother was twenty-two at the time of this experience. She lived with my dad and aunt and grandma and uncles in a house in Manola, Manolia, New York. Oh. While living there, she and my father lived in the basement. My sisters were just babies. I wasn't even thought of yet. Mm. It all started one day when everyone left for work. She was going about her daily chores when out of nowhere, she heard a knock on the upstairs front door. Mm. She ran up the stairs to see who was there, but nobody was there. This happened three times. When my grandma came home from work, she asked her if she was experienced, if she was expecting anyone that she had heard knocks on the door. My grandma told her she hadn't expected anybody to come over. The next day, she was again doing her chores when this time she heard the knock and someone step inside the foyer. Mm-mm. This kept on happening, but the steps went each day from the foyer through the living room, then into the kitchen, to the door that leads to the basement apartment. Uh-uh, it's coming closer and closer towards me every day. That's taunting. Yeah, that is. That's taunting. The next day, I would be upstairs in front of the door. (laughs) Waiting? I'm going to wait. What is waiting to do what? I don't know, but whatever it is, you're going to come in and I'm going out. I'm tired of this game. (laughs) You ain't going to tease me night after night after. You know I couldn't take that, Mom. I couldn't take that either. What you mean? I would have, like, I'll come home and I'm just sitting there. Today, he made it to the foyer. (laughs) Just going crazy each day. Tomorrow, today, he made it to to the kitchen. He's almost at the bedroom door. Yo, He'll would, be down shortly. Yeah, I would have you committed. You doing? You would too have much. to. You doing too much, and every day that's what it would be. I know you. Every day you would have had some new, sh- and 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 then just the way that you said it would have been what it was. Yup. He said, "What, mommy? Mommy, what am I doing?" Huh? Tomorrow he'll be down there, and nobody will be here. <laughs> no. What's next? He gonna open the bedroom door, and I'm gonna hear him step down the first step. 
is taunting me. <laughs> so, she said, this kept on happening, but the, okay. But the foyer through the living room, then into the kitchen, to the door that leads to the basement apartment. During these events, she was scared to death because she was all alone with my twin sisters. Finally, she told her friend about what had happened. Her friend agreed to go to her house and have dinner. During dinner, nothing happened, but while they were doing the dishes, my mom heard footsteps coming down the stairs leading to the upstairs bedrooms. She turned to her friend and said, Gloria, do you hear that? Her friend replied, yeah, I hear it. My mom called out to my dad and said, Ron, is someone walking down the stairs? He replied, no. After that, the footsteps minimized and finally disappeared. She still wonders about what really went on at that house and is still scared. By acknowledging it, sometimes I feel like you can beat it. Like when you dis when when we when you do when you don't acknowledge it, I feel like that builds it up. Mm. It get irritated. Like, bitch, don't try to play me. You now now I'm shaking and rattling things and you still gonna act like well, I'm why, not here. Well, when she yeah, well theirs didn't get rattled. Because once she, you see how once she... Her fear went down. Once, yeah, once she knew she wasn't crazy. Yeah. Then they go away. They slink off. They like to get you when you're alone and vulnerable. So this is, this is another story from Edge. That's the name Edge? Yes. Thanks, Edge. So, hey, I'm in my mid-teens and oh. I've experienced ghostly encounters. The one that really freaked me out was when me and my family moved to Scotland. Oh, shit. Oh, snap. Scotland. Scotland. For a few months, we lived in, what is it, Chalets? Me and my older sister shared one on our own. A few weeks after we moved in, we began to feel uncomfortable and felt as if, and felt as if we were being watched. There were also a threatening atmosphere. We told our parents, and they said it's just because we were next to the graveyard. A few weeks later, what? <laughs> next to the graveyard. I'm not moving right away, that no house next to no graveyard. Right away, that would not That would worked. already turn me off. Okay. A few it's weeks later, I was lying in my bed while the door... I was lying in my bed with the door open when a tall, dark figure stood leaning over me. I didn't think at that particular moment, but it wasn't until my sister asked me if I felt somebody was in the room. The previous night, we started to talk, and she too felt as if someone tall was leaning over her. I then started to sleep in my sister's room, and the figure didn't return. So I moved back into my own room, but then again the figure returned. This time it was kneeling beside me. Oh my See God! What oh People my God! To kneel. That means your head, face, and chest is right in my right next to me. Yes, like what are you doing that? As soon as you open your eyes, boom, you right there. Yeah, sweet baby Jesus. The next morning, I told my sister, and again, she felt the presence of a tall man. Our dad told us that the large house next to us was where the Vic, what is it, Vickers, used to stay until the house was sold. One night, my mom came in. My mom came in, and she was holding two necklaces with crosses on. Me and my sister aren't religious, so our mom thought it had something to do with that. So we went to bed holding the crosses that night. It was very uncomfortable in the in both rooms. After that, we haven't felt the presence of the tall man. The figure that visited did did so on a few occasions. Each time, it felt as though it was getting closer and more angry. 
When the crosses were given to us that night, the figure seemed very angry. Its face was literally pressed into mine. Somebody else said that, remember? Yeah. No, I don't like that pressed into mine. And it felt as if he was grinning, gritting his teeth at me. My sis also had this very uncomfortable, menacing figure who was pressed into her face. All she could do was hide under the quilt, closing your eyes really tight and hope you'd fall asleep quick. I know that feeling. Since that last night, since that last visit, nothing has returned, and we've moved since then, and nothing. We don't use the crosses either anymore. Other things that we didn't think of as being connected at the time now do seem connected, such as the chalet that mom and dad were in, although the same was different in feeling, because mom and dad's chalets, what is that? I don't know what a chalet is. Always had a comfy feeling. Yet ours didn't. Whenever it was because, whether it was because there was just me and my sis alone in there, and it was our imagination or not, we don't know. Although in mom and dad's chalet, there was only one more person over there. From the what is it? I'm gonna find. From the moment we stepped into the chalet, it was always cold, even with the heaters on. Plus, there was often a bad smell, wafting around a lot like fish rotten. Mm. This was only in my bedroom, possibly me, my sis says. Also, in my room, <laughs> there was a strange noise of scratching, as if someone was scre- sketching or writing. This noise accomplished, accompanied the presence of another figure, smaller in stature, and of female sex. My sis also felt the smaller presence, but no, but not the noise. She only came once, very different, not menacing. Quite quiet in nature and much older. She was almost a comfort, but it's still not nice to be watched over at night by ghostly figures. Yeah. That's true. I it's, don't care if you protected me or not. Don't let me feel you. It's strange because we didn't actually see anything, yet you get so much from these feelings. The sex, age, anger, yes. happy, etc. Yes, That's you how do. you can tell that, we, that every human being at least the ones who have come in contact with spirits and they were able to pick up on those things. Mm-hmm. You have you have ESP. Or ain't that it? Extra sensory perception? Yeah. ESP, you can just... It's an awareness. Mm. Like, you just know instantly. That's why when that's why when people be having haunted houses and they name the ghost, mm-hmm. oh, that's just Wilbur. That'd be that ghost name. Yeah, because that's what you pick up. It ain't what you want to call it. It's what you. It's the thought he it's sent the thought you. That he My sent name you. Will. Bro. Yeah, that's what the you call it. About the building. Because if that wasn't, they they be even angrier that you even calling them something that you're Walking not around. Make Stop no bothering name. me, Wilbur. Bash you up top of your fucking head with a glass from the the kitchen counter. My name ain't, My no, name ain't damn no damn Wilbur. <laughs> so. So anyway, plus we almost exact. Plus we get almost exactly the same feelings, but it is just our imagination. But is it just our imagination? Or are we certifiably insane? Are we demented? No. We definitely feel we had a visitor. Previous to this experience, my sister had not really believed in it. Ghostly visits and such. But now I think she has had a change of mind. Me, myself, I had always believed. My mom's granddad often visits. A kind presence, bringing good luck. Such as when having problems, he visits to let us know everything will be okay. He often visited when we were babies watching over our cots. 
Our dad also saw what happened to our dad also saw what appeared to be him. Whenever he visits, we know him by the distinct smell of putty. He used to repair windows, so really we are used to visits. Although my sister had never experienced any until now, unfortunately it wasn't a happy experience, one not to forget. Mm. So, wow. That was scary all the way through. Now this is Kira. And Kira is saying testimonial to Resurrection Mary. Oh, snap. So, happened to surf and found you guys and just wanted to let you know that I saw Resurrection... Oh, so this is probably when we did the Resurrection Mary one. Yeah. Resurrection Mary in Justice, Illinois back in October of 92. Oh, snap. After getting off work at 3 a.m. from a chemical plant Whitkell Corporation near 51st and Central in Chicago. I was driving by that particular cemetery at about 3.30 a.m. on my way home from work. Driving but initially not thinking much of this of this place as there was a nightclub with women of ill repute nearby. Oh, okay. I saw a woman in a light blue or white prom dress standing by the trunk of what looked like a black park limousine at the front what is it? at the front SW cemetery driveway off Archer Avenue to the cemetery I slowed down quite a bit to get a better look at the odd site but then drove off I thought it was probably a prostitute with her John (laughs) however looking back in my mirror maybe Maybe a second later, the woman and the limo were gone. Let me assure you that there was no way that I would have missed the limo driving off in that second that it took. Wait a minute. What is this? I'm sorry, listeners, because sometimes when people are writing. Okay. Let me assure you that there was no way that I would have missed the limo driving off in that second that it took me to look back in the mirror. They weren't on the road or in the cemetery because I looked for tail taillights. The cemetery gates are pretty large and it would have taken great effort and time to open both of the cemetery gates for the car to get through. I did not think much of the incident until a few days later talking with some of the employees that lived in the area near the cemetery that two of my employees mentioned that I had probably seen the ghost called Resurrection Mary. I did not much believe in ghosts until that incident, and I'm still not, still somewhat skeptical, but I cannot fully explain what I saw that night. That incident is still vivid in my memory and kind of creepy to think about to this day. Mm. <clears throat> oh, I, I want to see Resurrection, Resurrection Mary. Yes, I want to see Resurrection Mary. Like, I do not. Like, we always said we would ride through Chicago on I Archer Avenue. Was it Archer Boulevard? Archer Ave? Archer Ave. Or I Archer surely, Road. I surely would. I surely would let you drive. I'm getting right down in the passenger seat. Ah, uh, you got to sit All up. All the way on the floor. No, I'm not going to stop. Like, we're going to just keep. You better not But I stop. want you to record. I'm not putting no phone up. Or you could go live with the listeners. And just be like, listeners, we see her. I don't see nothing on the camera. That's why I want you to go live. But we see it with our eyes, but not on the camera. Let's see. I don't want you that either. You have me looking crazy. <laughs> you say they bullshit. Who does that? 
Yo. I don't know, but I like if we really did see her, like I would just really ride slow and just Man, if no you don't pick that pace up. I'm gonna go about ten miles. No, that's too slow. I'm gonna go about ten then, miles. Then, I'm dead ass. Then she walk over thinking she can get a ride. She's not gonna get no ride at ten miles. I would tell her smooth. Like so if you stop that car, you better roll down your window. That's A. You already said that. I I'm telling you. <laughs> you roll it down and she come over, you say you need a ride. If she was to attempt to get in that car, when she get in, I'm getting out. On Archer Ave. Yup. Right by the cemetery. I don't give a, she in the car with you. No, I'm getting she out. Going with you. Because if you get out, you I'm getting out. That's crazy. That's what I'm saying. It's going to be an awkward situation. The cops going to come. Please, God. Thank you, Jesus. If they and when the cops show, show up and she I'm just going to say, oh, my God, arrest me. <laughs> arrest me, officer. Because I didn't see I've so. seen her here tonight. <laughs> and as your patrolling officer, you know exactly. I wonder, do they have stories? Yeah, I bet the they do. The officers who have to patrol Archer Avenue. Yes, I bet they do. They probably didn't pick her up. And, and yup. Thinking they taking her home. She walking the streets. They probably, somebody dad, you know, like a 50-year-old officer. Mm-hmm. He thinking he helping a young girl. Probably wondering, what's she doing out here this time of night? Then again, they from there. They probably drive smooth by her ass. And get back to the station. I saw her again tonight. Yeah, like I couldn't even have to be. I, be first of much. all, I'm not even patrolling that, and I think that um, it does. It gets patrolled now because of. Yeah, toys. but I don't think they get like patrolled like up and down. I think they sit on Archer. I think they sit right across. Like, remember when I showed you the picture? I think it's like a um a place across the street from it. I think they park right there. I'm not sitting there. I'm not sure sitting there. there all night. Man, I'm not sitting there. I'm not sitting there for a second. I'm not just going to sit there. Yeah, Like I, she I comes this. strolling up the street. I would say, oh my and God. And then your car, you got to start your car. Next thing you know, you thinking she up close and personal. And like she, you ever seen ghost stories? Instead of walking stories? off, she working towards you. Yes, and then you ever, and then all of a sudden when you get really panicked and you start to she look, right next thing you know, you look up through the windshield and she did in your face. No, I don't, I don't like, uh-uh. And shoot my damn brains out. You hear me? I would would start that police car, turn that siren on, and drive and drive until I'm out of Chicago. (laughs) Even if your house in Chicago? I quit the force, left my family, (laughs) everything, because we can't live here or there. That's a shame. When I finally land, I'm going to be somewhere probably in California, Washington, Seattle. Call and tell my family to get on a plane. We live out here now. <laughs> our job is an officer out here. This is where we live. We couldn't stay there because they had me patrolling ghost. And I can't arrest her. What the fuck I'm gonna do? She walking the, the whole stroll all hours eternally. <laughs> that lady said she thought she was a prostitute. And that's another thing. Who want to have to live like that? How long she do she not know she did? Yeah, to just or keep walking. But then she must know she did because you know stories of the ones where she leave the um their coat on her uh-huh, um. Or she so you out, know something. Stop the car right there. Yeah, what you getting off there for? You what don't you live there. If you don't know, that you mean did. You just want to keep living for that night, like like an eternal Casper the Friendly Ghost. You know the movie where she gave him that one chance again, and he could dance with her till twelve. Uh huh. Or eleven thirty. So they people, cause people do say she's been in a dance call. Uh huh. So. Mm. I'm paranoid anyway. To pick somebody up on Archer Avenue. I'm not picking nobody up, especially you, the only one walking in a pitch dark down a dark a a, down a dark road in a damn prom dress, and you're walking I lit up. Care if you was a real person. 
I'm not picking. No, not no dark road. I know it's the fact that. What is she glimmering, walking down the road, and then want people to pick her up? If I saw. First of all, why are you walking? I would love. It's to too see many it, things now be, going on. Why are you not Ubering? Like it's too many things going on for you to just be walking down this dark road. So if I even seen somebody walking down a dark road, I'm definitely not stopping because that's what it's I can too do. I can much. Roll down the window while you drive by. And say and what? Say, you want me to call you an Uber? Don't say anything to her, man. I feel Somebody like the car going to uh, flip uh, over. Uber. Because she don't know what the fuck that is. And then tell her. Say, yeah, an uh, Uber. It's like a taxi. You want me to call one? Because you can't get in this car. Don't tell her that. Like, so. Is it possible, like, if you drive by, she could just appear in your car? Man, I don't know. That's what I don't want to find out. Like, I want to be an unsuspected person. Like, yeah, how they be when, like, we see her just strolling down and we just ride past her and just gaze. Like, Do we like, really we just see her? Like we, go to New, like, we go to Chicago and we there, like, let's say we be there, like, four days. Mm-hmm. And we drive on that road every night just trying to catch a glimpse of her. And on the fourth night, when, you know, we done already built ourselves up, mm-hmm. ain't shit going to happen. We fall into that trance-like thing we go into sometimes. Yeah, I know we're here. she's just right there. She's just walking slowly down the road. Like I, I was, would, tears would come to my eyes. I would be you like, know how wow. We are. We would fall like silent. I would, it would be a silent ride, and me and you. And then like, no, because I like you know me and you like we would have been you like punk out by her. after you no, see her. Uh, like me and you would be like in the car and we would we would be like is that her steady whispering yes we'd be like is that her is until that her? she come and oh my god I say once and you know me cause I'm gonna be like should we back up I don't wanna ride past her I don't wanna ride past her is like that, you know me I don't wanna ride past her you know you gonna make it awkward she gonna know something Stop a talking so loud. So she can hear. <laughs> right. So now we just now we just drive and looking straight, but not with our peripheral vision. Looking at her on our peripheral. Yes. Like oh my god, did we just see her? I would be so psyched and yet so sad for her. Right. So sad for her. That's sad. Like why don't nobody ever tell her? Like, cause they probably don't know that's that that's who was in their car. You know. Yeah, they probably don't know about it. Like if. I think I would, mommy. If it was like five people in no, the car. No, once she, yeah. No, because like then I think she'll the flip the car over. What if she do that? Why? What if the tires pop? Like, what if, I just feel like that type of stuff would go on if you make her angry. I'm not trying to make her angry. And but I, and most people why, would get angry if you tell them that they're dead. That's why I would roll the window down. It's five of us in the car. I would roll it down and I would just, I would tell her gently. Like, it would have to be people that I love. Everybody yeah. would have to be in the car because I don't want... Do you like, need help? Like, if it was me, And she look over Yaki, me, I'm trying to get so Nada, and then you, Talia. Like, it would have to be a whole car full... Now, if it was like a whole... That. If it was a whole car load full of us, I would say, y'all know that's resurrection. I'm going to be talking all this shit now. Y'all know that's resurrection Mary, and right? y'all knew what we was looking for. They'd be scared. They'd say, go ahead. Yeah. I can hear Yaki now. Turn this fucking car around. I would say we gotta keep straight. I can hear Talia now. Talia gonna burst out into tears. She gonna say, "Mommy, I'm not going that way." She gonna cry right away, and it'll be no more talking. All you hear is her sniffling in the background. I say, "Oh." Nana gonna sit there. Nana's the funny one. Nana gonna say it. Nana gonna say, "Nana ain't no resurrection." Roll that window down. Excuse me, you need help. I would say, "That's what I really would peel the hell out." Like I'm dead. Like I would peel out. Like you talking to her. Like you bringing. No, you ain't supposed to talk to her. You supposed to keep you if you're not gonna give her no ride, you need to keep pushing. Okay. I feel like once you already speak to her, now you ain't getting away. When you pick yes. up, you won't be on every corner. Oh, I, I just would not want to be in Chicago at that moment. Can and we wonder how and I'm gonna say, see Netta, I thought she wasn't resurrection Mary. You wonder 
how she keep getting every corner before you. See, that's why I'm done. Can we stop talking about her? I'm getting getting terrified. Moving on to <laughs> Elena. Moving on to Elena. Now, Elena says, ever since I can remember, I've I've had, I've, I have, mm-mm-mm. so she said, I've always had an interest in ghost stories. This is why I'm writing you. Yes. I don't have a ghost in my house. A friend of mine told me about this place at least 10 months ago. I was so amazed and, oh my gosh, she went all the way off. Just try to She said, I asked if he would take me to this place. No one really ever goes there. I guess because it's so dark and creepy looking at night, but during the day it is okay. Nothing strange happens. Well, first, before I tell you more about this place, let me tell you the story of why it is so unusual. Okay. The city is called Lake Forest, California. They call it Canyon Creek. I guess because I heard about Canyon Creek. You have? Yep, I heard that name before. I guess because it's nothing but canyons and wild wide open spaces of nothing but rocks and wildlife. The story goes back 30 years ago that a lady who was in here in her fo- she said in here and got me reading it like that was in her 40s no 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 40s I'm sorry listeners this one knew what her name no one knew what her name was she lived alone with her two great dane dogs she was very rich and owned all of the canyon which is like miles and miles of land this lady never married and had no children. It was just her dogs and herself. She lived you would love that, wouldn't you? She I lived would. in like she lived in like this trailer park home. It was she, hey, was, she rich. was rich? She said I didn't get rich by spending. It yeah, was she don't need all that space. She ain't got no husband, no kids. She said, What I'm doing all that mansion shit for? So it could just be a bunch of space for these dogs to shit and piss up? <laughs> I don't think so. She lived Oh my God! She lived in like this trailer park home. It was not a pretty house, you could say. Well, about six years later, the story goes that someone—it was said that a police officer got a call about the lady and her dogs. The officer went to the lady's home and knocked at the door, and no one answered. Well, he broke down the the broke down the down. What? Well, oh my gosh. Okay, well, he broke down the door, and it is said that the police officer found the lady dead. Nothing was left but bones. <clears throat> and laying next to her were her two dogs, both dead as well. That is where the usual and strange things start to happen. People who have never been to this place don't know what to expect if they come to this place. Sometimes nothing happens. If you are there, other times strange things happen. Like here is one thing that has happened to someone who was driving down the canyon. Oh, my God. A man one night was driving by himself, and the story goes he saw the lady standing at the side of the road with her two dogs, with her thumb out, trying to get a ride to her house. The man did not stop at all to give the lady a ride. He just kept going. The other story was told... By my friend. My friend told me that his ex-girlfriend and her boyfriend went up there one night to check it out. They stopped from what I was told where the lady's house was. They were only there about 15 minutes. They were just talking and listening to music. Then all of a sudden, they heard a knock on the side of the door of the driver's seat. 
they broke they both turned and looked and they saw the lady standing there knocking on the window she was in the white and she was in white and covered in blood they saw the dogs near by as well on the hood of the car they saw outlines of little children Hmm? they sat there in shop for 45 minutes just looking at the lady for some reason the lady was still knocking at the driver's side of the window they both for 45 they said they both said she must have been there about 45 minutes after that my friend said they never returned back there that is not the only story like that to happen to anyone. There are far more. What I would like to know is who is the lady and why is she doing this? There is something more to why she has to hunt people who have done nothing to her. Maybe it's because she does not want anyone on her land that she loves so much. What could it be? And she gave me her email and said if you have any questions. So, okay. <clears throat> I don't know. Why she could be haunting that land. Whatever the reason. And these two times a bitch knock on your window door for 45 minutes. <laughs> and she, she looked like a that. Psycho. Oh my god. And she and first of all and y'all are even crazier for, for sitting, sitting there, there for, for 45, 45 minutes. minutes. <laughs> it's no way in hell. No. What? Did you knock on my door the first time and I know I'm coming up here to see a little old lady and her dogs and here you are. Looking like that. And then you knocking on my door. And you come All in you blood. gonna hear is the ignition. <laughs> and then you gonna taste dust. Cause I'm out. See you little old lady who lived in a shoe. <laughs> so look, this is I wondered about and this is by Jones Blue Eyes. Jones Blue Eyes. Okay. I have a story that I have often wondered about. Back in 1990, my mother had taken a cruise on a luxury liner and met a man who lived in Oregon. He had invited her to his place, and naturally I had been skeptical because of the fact that they had only known each other for seven days. I myself and my husband at the time felt that we should go with her, just in case this man was a maniac or something. I had just had a baby a couple of months prior, so all of us went. Anyways, this man had a house on top of a mountain, and naturally in the winter months it gets snowy and icy. His wife at the time had driven down the mount- driven down the mountain. Her car went off the road into a tree and killed her. Mm. That gives you some background. The first day upon arriving, I went downstairs to take a shower. My husband and mom's boyfriend had left to go to the grocery store. This left mom, myself, and my two-month-old baby. Anyway, not knowing this was the shower his deceased wife used, I went and started taking my shower. All of a sudden, someone knocked on the bathroom door, three knocks to be exact. I yelled at my mom what she needed. No one answered. I continued taking my shower. When it happened again, I got out the shower and yelled upstairs to to see what she wanted. She had no clue on what I was talking about. She had never been downstairs. I made her and the baby come downstairs and wait till I was done with my shower. She asked me what had happened, so I told her she thought that I was making this all up. After we had left, she continued to to stay and took many showers down in that bathroom, (laughs) but nothing ever happened to her. 
My question is, if this was this woman's spirit, why would she have tried to contact me? Wouldn't she have wanted to contact my mother who was dating her husband? That would seem like the appropriate thing. Mm. Hey, she, unless she didn't care, she just wanted to make her presence known. Knock, knock, knock. Okay, now look at this. Someone in our house by Encrudge. So, here is my experience with the unusual. Last July, my wife and I bought a house in Corpus Christi, Texas. While waiting for our furniture to arrive, that's by Adam and them, they bring the furniture. My wife and I slept on an air mattress in the den, and my oldest son slept next to us in a sleeping bag. My son told me he had seen a light in the hall one night, and my wife said that she had felt another presence in the room with us. I later purified the house with some sage and went through every room and around every window and door, burning the sage and asking the entity to leave us in peace and be at rest. Mm. I could not cleanse the master bedroom closet due to it being blocked. We started to remodel the house, and while work was in progress, little things would come up missing. Once we had made progress and the house started looking nice again, the things stopped disappearing. Pretty much everything turned back back up, but now for the really strange part, nothing else in the house, but I have nothing else in the house, but I have been goosed on my butt twice in the last four months. Let me pinched. Yeah, I guess. Are you patting her ass? <laughs> I tell you, they are perverts. They Aren't are. She prowling around in the night staring at me, watching me when I'm sleeping. Ghost is dirty. <laughs> Yo, that was, that was kind of crazy. Okay, so... We are running out of time. Oh, well... That's it for this episode of True Ghost Stories by Real People. And I just want to again shout out that we do now have a group. A group on Facebook, a page. True Ghost Stories by By Real Real People. People. Where now you can leave your ghost stories on there, your experiences, your comments, your questions. Everything is in the group. Just got to be added to the group just getting it started so see how that goes for a while so head on over and click add and leave us your ghost story there and thanks for listening hope you enjoyed until next time yeah until next time what we'll see you again next time (laughs) 